I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack, and it's such a pleasure having you join. Today, I want to talk about, someone asked me how I cultivate my relationship with God, how I view God, and um, some practical steps for you to take. And I was talking to my buddy and dear friend, Aaron Scotty, um, and we're talking about this word God. And I just recently released a new ebook called spirituality and masculinity, which you can find on my website. Um, in the header, there's, there is, um, a page for ebook. So you can go find that book, but I talk about in the ebook, the word God and why it's, why there's so much charge in the word God. And one of the things that we get to step into is stepping into the uncomfortable spaces, stepping into those places that we are afraid that we may offend someone or trigger someone. Because as much as we focus on another person of hedging against being um, possibly offensive or disruptive, we actually lose the power of our own being, our own body, our own presence. And so this word God, this concept of God can certainly be um, one of those words that trigger. And it doesn't need to be. It doesn't have to be. In fact, it's such a um, unnecessary trigger. Now, I understand that religion, look, I fully have left religion. And I understand that that word carries so much weight from the religious world. But at the end of the day, it's our word in the English language to best describe the origin and intelligent, infinite, loving, light creator of all that is. It's just the word to describe the personal attribute of the creator of all that is. And even when you say creator, you think noun, you think persona, you think personality, but God is beyond any concept that we have of noun, um, personality and description of such. But yet God is knowable. And this is the most incredible thing that I think everyone gets to really sit with. God is knowable. The fullness, the infiniteness of God. No, not here, not now, not in this dimension, certainly. However, what we can in our perception and view in this vibrational sense, in this density, we still can know God. It's, it, it's, it's as if you 
know me through this podcast. This is actually how I am at all times. And if I wasn't podcasting and I'm cooking dinner for the family, me as who loves to cook, making dinner for the family, that's a truth of me as well. But just because you don't see it here on the podcast or hear me talk about it on the podcast doesn't mean that that's not any less true of who I am and vice versa. Those that come to dinner at our house and when I cook for friends and family, if they only knew me from someone who cooked dinner but didn't listen to the podcast, this podcast would not be any less true than me cooking dinner. So my point is what we can know of God is sufficient enough and valid enough of our knowing, even though there is an infinite more that to the whole concept and origin and beingness of God, what we can know is still valid. So wherever you are in that view, could be very angry at God. You could be searching for God. You could be questioning if there is a God. Wherever you are in the journey, having that focal point of God is incredibly important. And to answer the question from Corrine, who asked me how I cultivate my relationship with God, it goes back to where attention goes, energy flows. Where attention goes, energy flows. I am constantly aware, even now, my awareness is, in fact, I get chills. My awareness is God and this plane. It's like walking in this, when I say walk in the presence of God or walk in the love of God or let love bathe you, it's literally a, from your crown chakra up, a receiving the constant love. And that's where Paul says, pray without ceasing. Well, praying is a soul uttering of one's truth back to the creator. So we give thanks. We give, we say where we're at. You know, the very first conversation recorded between God and man in the Bible, God says, where are you? And Adam could have just said, here am I, I'm naked, I'm ashamed, I'm sorry. But Adam didn't. He said, I heard your voice and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid and God said, who told you that you were naked? Did you eat of the tree where have I commanded you not to eat of? And instead of Adam just saying, yeah, I did. I messed up. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Adam blames the woman. The woman blames the serpent. So part of praying is just telling God where we're at, saying, I don't believe in you, or I don't even know you, or show yourself to me, reveal yourself to me, reveal your truth, reveal your love. And if it's not in the fullness of direct revelation, may it be in the feeling of love and light and what we can experience in this reality. So how I cultivate my relationship with God is first, I'm always thinking about God. I really am always. And, you know, when I was abused and I would fly out of my body and I would hover over my body and look at my body in that trauma, 
I also believe that I would spend much time with God. And I've talked about this on this podcast. I went to this retreat um, a year and a half ago, I think two years ago. And um, they were singing. I was with these Christian um, men and some other guys, and they were singing um, this song, this old hymn. And I saw my dad reaching out to hit me and out of his hand flew Jesus's face. And my first thought was, I don't know what Jesus looks like. And then Jesus's face hovered there and I'm looking at it and I heard the words, your dad gave you Jesus. And I'm like, God, that's amazing. And what I took from that is because I was so abused and scared and intimidated and would fly out of my body who I spent time with when I was out of my body was God, it's Jesus. And for those, I think it's so interesting, like those who used to have issues with the name Jesus or the word Jesus or the concept of Jesus, I'm seeing a softening of that as well. And as I told these Christian men that I was with on this trip, Paul says that the Gentiles were grafted into the vine to provoke the Jews to jealousy. And I said to them, do you not think that the new age world is getting grafted into the vine to provoke the Gentiles to jealousy? Malachi 3, 6 says, I'm the Lord and I change not. So if God never changes and the only constant is change in our experience, but God never changes. And he did graft the Gentile world into the vine of the Jewish vine and is now grafting the new age world into the vine of the Gentile and Jewish vine. I'm seeing that there's a softening around the word Jesus, the name Jesus. And so conceptually, how I cultivate my relationship with God is you don't have to be abused. And this, I'm just telling you how I lived this but it is in constant communication with him. I'm always aware of where I am and where God is and where am I walking in his love? Am I receiving his love? And it's not all sunshine and rainbows. I mean, I, I've talked about in October when I was in the darkest spot, I, didn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to come back down from the mountain pass that I drove up to because I, I had to face the last bit of darkness trauma that I experienced as, as a boy, young boy. And I was fucking cussing at God, like, ah, like yelling, like every part of me yelling at him. Like, what the fuck? Like, why would you allow this to happen to me? Like, what the fuck? And when I was done, I felt like God say, and anything else. And it was wild. Like I was like, no, nothing else. Like, and I let it rip on him. And that's when I realized that the greatest lie ever told mankind that there is no God, because if we don't have the concept of the infinite origin and creator that is benevolent and loving, then, and we don't take our anger or frustration or love or gratitude or really acknowledgement of all the source of our experience, then we will deviate to other people. So if I couldn't express my full anger, rage to God, who would I express it on? 
every other person I come in contact with. So it is crucial that we come back to this understanding that there is a God. Who is that God? What is that God? These are great discussions that we could all sit around and have, but is there a God? Yes. How our reality in this dimension plays out in light of that God is incredibly fascinating in books like um, conversations with God. There's incredible books that explain more the law of one books of raw explain more about this God. And you can pull it from the Bible as well or Quran or the Bhagavad Gita or all these other books that they're facets and you can extrapolate. And I was telling someone the other day that when I read the Bible and there's something that like Saint transfigures into an angel of light, that's what my buddy and I were talking about. That's what the Bible says. Satan means accuser. So the accuser can transform into an angel of light. Okay. And if we're accused, then we know that there's a lack of love. So there are things that we could walk into that are perceived as light, but because we feel an accusation or there's something that just isn't aligned to perfect love, which casts out all fear. If we experience fear in something that is considered light, then we know that it's not true light because darkness exists there or fear exists there. So what I was telling my buddy is it's not that we focus on, oh, is this bad or this bad or this bad? What I was saying is what I believe what the scripture is actually saying is you walk into it and you in your sovereignty and knowingness of you and God determine what is and what is not of love and light. And we get many opportunities. There's many spiritual teachers. There's many different paths. Say, come check this out. Come check this out. And just like Solomon checked them all out and mastered them all. And he could say at the end of the day, let us hear the whole conclusion of the matter. Give God your fear and obey his commandments, which is to love him and love others. For this is the whole duty of man. So at the end of the day, he could say, yeah, this is what it's all about. So that's one thing. The other thing I wanted to say is every morning I wake up, I have trained my mind to thank God. I mean, the very first thought in my mind when I wake up is I think this is what I exactly say. I say, God, thank you so much for returning my soul within me. (sighs) Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my children. Thank you for this bed. Thank you for this pillow. Thank you for this day. And I just start thanking God for the fact that I'm even awake, that I'm even alive. So many times in my life, I could have died. My suicide attempt, these other things that have happened to me. And I'm here. And I get to share all this with you so that you can be the same way for another person. It's not everyone look at me and not that you think that. But for me to reiterate, that's not what this is about. It's for me to share my path so you feel safe to share your path. That's what this, that's what my heart's desire is, is that you are not, you don't feel alone. And I can be a witness for you to explore apart from all the voices that say, don't do, you'll be in trouble. This is evil. That's a lie. That's new age. That's satanic. That's a cult. That's a blah, 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 blah. You know what? At the end of the day, if you keep listening to all these other people, what will you know for yourself? Nothing. 
So I'm a witness for you, permission for you to say, explore, let it rip. Put God to the test. Proverbs 3.32 says, for the forward, and that's an interesting word, not forward, but forward, F-R-O-W-A-R-D, forward, which is a, a position of leaning, always moving, not just forward, but in a posture of never grounded for the forward. So you meet these people, like they're always doing something. They're always hustling. They're always, they always got an angle. They're always just conniving and scheming. There's always something. They're forward. It says for the forward are an abomination unto the Lord. Dang, that is some hardcore language. Well, what is abomination? It is, it is the view of unacceptable to be in the presence of God. That's all it means. So if you're always forward and you're always scheming and conniving, well, you can't be grounded in love and light because you have yet to understand that you are love. So you get to receive that love. And if you don't receive that love, you're always going to be seeking and you can't be trusted. But to be still and know that God is God. And that we get to walk in that divine presence, that divine love, that divine truth, that divine beauty. That is a great gift. So it says, for the forward are an abomination to the Lord, but his secret, God's secret, but his secret is with the righteous. Now, what does righteous mean? Righteous means right standing to be in I have chills right now to be in the presence of love, to be in the presence of light, to be in the presence of God. That's what righteous means. It's not about do's and don'ts. It was righteous to, for me to tell my truth to God to say, fuck you. Like, why would you ever I'm like, ah, that was righteous because it was between me and God in that one moment. And I felt pure unconditional love from him which showed me that when we know we're in the presence of God, when you can say, fuck you and God bless you in the same sentence. And I'm a, Oh, did I say something bad? Like, no. In fact, when Paul says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of thy mouth, I believe that corruption, what is corruption? Something tainted or uh, made impure of its original intent. So let no corrupt communication proceed out of thy mouth. The communication that we always speak is truth and love which allows more truth and love. But corrupted communication is manipulation, is, is um, not being in integrity with our words. So the corrupt communication is the opposite of righteous communication, which is standing in love and light and speaking from that place of love and light. So God has a secret. What is that secret? But his secret is with the righteous. There is many answers there. We could talk about that in another podcast. I think it'd be fascinating. What is the secret of God? He does have a secret. And I want to leave and end with this. There's a verse that, that I love. Proverbs 3, 5, 
chapter three, verse five through six. And then actually I like verse seven as well. The verse says, the verses say, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Now, Lord just means love supreme. So trust in love supreme with all your heart. Love, trust in love. If love is always going to give me my highest good because that's what love does. Ahava means to give our highest good. So trust in that love will give you your highest good and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, the origin of love. Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. New Bible versions say he'll make your path straight, but anyone with conscious awareness can know that there is no straight path in this world. There is dips and turns, ups and downs, valleys and mountains and crevices and <laughs> caves and all sorts of things, but it's not a straight path. So the King James Bible says he'll direct your path. And then the next verse says, be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord and depart from evil. So give love your fear. Receive that love and depart from evil, which is, what is evil? Evil is the opposite of live. E-V-I-L-L-I-V-E. So depart from the opposite of life so that you may find life in love. That's why the Bible is essentially like a coded language. So why do I say all that? It's trust in the Lord with all the heart. I said once to a buddy, do you trust God? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I trust God. Okay. But can God trust you? Can God trust you? How many people are angry at God right now in this world? Like, God, this, whatever. <laughs> and yet they're indicting God and God's saying, well, where are you? Where are you at? Are you hiding? Are you in the bushes? Are you in the bushes because you think I require a right or a wrong, a do or a don't, when all I've ever asked you to do is to walk in my love, walk in my light, and, and experience all that? You see, the secret is there is no conditions to the love of God. The only conditions that exist are the ones we oppose upon ourselves to try and prove to God that we are worthy to walk in that love and light. And that is the greatest deception that mankind has ever fallen into. Besides the fact that some believe that there is no God, the second likened to it, the great lie, is that I must prove to God that I am worthy to walk in that love and light. God says, there is no need to prove. All I ask you to do is come out of the shadows, come out of the darkness, come out of these forms of religion, come out of all these conditional doctrines and just walk in my love, walk in my light. And then it says in first John, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So all these things, seek ye first the kingdom of God, the kingdom of love, the sovereignty of love, seek ye first the sovereignty of love and all these things shall be added unto you. Like being clean, like being whole, like being healed, like being forgiven, like being reconciled, like being blessed with what you desire. It all starts from walking in the presence of the divine love of God. And then vibrationally, we can do the inner work still 
And the more we do the inner work, the more we align to that love and then exude that love out into the world, wherever we go. So I'm never going to tell you, you must believe because believe means be living in an idea. Many people hold beliefs as truth when a belief is just an experience that we get to wrestle and look at like a facet of a diamond and look, hold it up to the light and move it around. And yes, it says, if you believe with all that heart, but where is love contained? In your heart. So in your heart, we get to go deeper and deeper and deeper and reveal more and more and more of the pain and the sorrow and the darkness. Why do we even experience these things in the first place? So that we can come back into the right standing love of God in wholeness and give gratitude that there is nothing that can keep us from the love of God. There is nothing can keep us from the light. It's only us not wanting to bring forth ourselves. It's not God saying, you can't come here any longer. So how do I cultivate my relationship with God? Simply by keeping my awareness on him and his love and where I am. And am I fully receiving that love? And are there things inside me that I have not yet processed that I get to bring to the surface and either forgive myself, forgive others, or surrender but at the, end the, at the end of the day, it's just me and God walking in that presence. So I hope this is helpful and um, blesses you. And if you have any more questions on other topics, I'm happy and excited and ready to talk about those. I did get a question the other day. I'm going to talk about where feminine energy plays in with the concept of God and the Bible. Um because that's a very important topic as well. So I will do that very soon. But until then, my brother and my sister, I love you and I bless you with courage. I bless you with hope. I bless you with vision and I bless you with love. I'm Lucas Mack and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.